Shalom, Shavua Tov, Happy New Week. Welcome back to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily Bible reading podcast where we read through the whole Bible every year. We follow the weekly Torah portions and we read also from the Prophets, Writings, and Apostles daily. I'm Johanna, your reader today. Today is Sunday, the 11th of June the 22nd of Sivan, and we're starting a new week. Today in history, according to tradition, uh, Miriam was punished with tzarat, the biblical leprosy. Numbers 12 says, Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant, against Moshe? When the cloud had withdrawn from over the tent, behold, Miriam was leprous, as white as snow. And Moshe cried out to the Lord, saying, O God, heal her, I pray. This week our parasha is called Shlach, which means send. And today we're going to be reading Bamidbar, or Numbers 13, 1 through 20. Before we begin our readings, however, we're first going to take a minute to bless God and thank Him for giving us His word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. And the Lord spoke to Moshe, saying, Send men, that they may spy out the land of Canaan, which I give to the sons of Israel. Of every tribe of their fathers you shall send a man, every one a prince among them. Moshe sent them from the wilderness of Paran, according to the command of the Lord. All of them were men who were heads of the sons of Israel. These were their names. Of the tribe of Reuven, Shamua, the son of Zaku, of the tribe of Shimon, Shaphat, the son of Hoi, of the tribe of Yehuda, Kalev, the son of Yefuneh, of the tribe of Issachar, Igal, the son of Yosef, of the tribe of Ephraim, Hoshea, the son of Nun, of the tribe of Binyamin, Palti, the son of Rafu, of the tribe of Zvulun, Gadiel, the son of Sodi, of the tribe of Yosef, of the tribe of Menasheh, Gadi, the son of Susi. Of the tribe of Dan, Amiel, the son of Gemali. Of the tribe of Asher, Shtu, the son of Michael. Of the tribe of Naphtali, Nahambi, the son of Vopshi. Of the tribe of Gad, Geuel, the son of Machi. These are the names of the men who Moshe sent to spy out the land. And Moshe called Hoshea, the son of Nun, Yehoshua. Moshe sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said to them, Go up this way by the south, and go up into the hill country. See what the land is like, and whether the people who dwell there are strong or weak, few or many. Is the land they dwell in good or bad? Are the cities they dwell in unwalled or fortified? Is the land fat or lean? Are there trees in it or not? Be courageous 
and bring some of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time of the first ripe grapes. That was Bamidbal or Numbers 13 verses 1 through 20. Today's portion from the prophets is Yirmiyahu or Jeremiah 32. The word that came to Yirmiyahu from the Lord in the tenth year of Tzidkiyahu, king of Yehudah, which was the eighteenth year of Nebuchadnezzar. Now at that time, the king of Babel's army was besieging Jerusalem, and Yirmiyahu the prophet was shut up in the court of the guard, which was in the king of Yehudah's house. For Tzidkiyahu, king of Yehudah, had shut him up, saying, why do you prophesy and say, This is what the Lord says? Behold, I will give this city into the hand of the king of Babel, and he will take it. And the Tzidkiyahu, king of Judah, will not escape out of the hand of the Kastim, but will surely be delivered into the hand of the king of Babel, and will speak with him mouth to mouth, and his eyes will see his eyes, and he will bring Tzidkiyahu to Babel, and he will be there until I visit him, says the Lord. Though you fight with the custom, you will not prosper. Yilmiyahu said, The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Behold, Hanamel the son of Shalom, your uncle, will come to you, saying, Buy my field that is in Anatot, for the right of redemption is yours to buy it. So Hanamel, my uncle's son, came to me in the court of the guard according to the word of the Lord, and said to me, Please buy my field that is in Anatot, which is in the land of Binyamin, for the right of inheritance is yours, and the redemption is yours. Buy it for yourself. Then I knew that this was the word of the Lord. And I bought the field that was in Anatot of Hanamel, my uncle's son, and weighed him the money, Seventeen shekels of silver. And I signed the deed, sealed it, called witnesses, and weighed the money in the balances to him. So I took the deed of the purchase, both that which was sealed, containing the terms and conditions, and that which was open. And I delivered the deed of the purchase to Baruch, the son of Neriah, the son of Maaseiah, in the presence of Hanamel, my uncle's son and in the presence of the witnesses who signed the deed of the purchase, before all the Jews who sat in the court of the guard. Then I commanded Baruch before them, saying, This is what the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, says. Take this deeds, this deeds of the purchase which is sealed, and this deed which is open, and put in them in an earthen vessel, that they may last many years. For this is what the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, says, Houses and fields and vineyards will yet again be bought in this land. After I had delivered the deed of the purchase to Baruch, the son of Neriah, I prayed to the Lord, saying, Ah, Lord, Lord, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power, and by your outstretched arm, there is nothing too hard for you. You show loving kindness to thousands, 
and repay the iniquity of the fathers into the bosom of their children after them. The great, the mighty God, Lord of hosts is your name, great in counsel and mighty in work, whose eyes are open to all the ways of the children of men, to give everyone according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings, who performed signs and wonders in the land of Egypt, even to this day, both in Israel and among other men, and made yourself a name as it is today, and brought your people Israel out of the land of Egypt with signs, with wonders, with a strong hand, with an outstretched arm, and with great terror, and gave them this land, which you swore to their fathers to give them, a land flowing with milk and honey. They came in and possessed it, but they did not obey your voice and did not walk in your Torah. They have done nothing of all that you commanded them to do. Therefore you have caused all this evil to come upon them. Behold, siege ramps have come to the city to take it. The city is given into the hand of the Kastim, who fight against it because of the sword, of the famine, and of the pestilence. What you have spoken has happened. Behold, you see it. You have said to me, Lord, Lord, buy the field for money and call witnesses, whereas the city is given to the hand of the Kastim. Then the word of the Lord came to Yerimiahu, saying, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Therefore this is what the Lord says. Behold, I will give this city into the hand of the Kastim, and into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babel, and he will take it. The Kastim who fight against the city will come and set this city on fire, and burn it with the houses on whose roofs they have offered incense to Baal, and poured out drink offerings to other gods to provoke me to anger. For the sons of Israel and the children of Yehuda have done only that which was evil in my sight from their youth, for the sons of Israel have only provoked me to anger with the work of their hands, says the Lord. For this city has been to me a provocation of my anger and of my wrath from the day that they built it even to this day, so that I should remove it from before my face, because of all the evil of the sons of Israel and of the children of Yehuda, which they have done to provoke me to anger. They, their kings, their princes, their kohanim, their prophets, the men of Yehuda and the inhabitants of Yerushalayim. And they have turned their backs to me and not their faces. And though I taught them, rising up early and teaching them, yet they have not listened to receive instruction. But they set their abominations in the house which is called by my name to defile it. And they built the high places of Baal, which are in the valley of the son of Hinnom, to cause their sons and their daughters to pass through fire to Molech, which I did not command them, nor did it enter into my mind that they should do this abomination to cause Yehuda to sin.
Now therefore, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says concerning this city about which you say, It is given into the hand of the king of Babel by the sword, by the famine, and by the pestilence. Behold, I will gather them out of all the countries where I have driven them in my anger, and in my wrath, and in great indignation. And I will bring them again to this place. I will cause them to dwell safely. Then they will be my people, and I will be their God. I will give them one heart and one way, that they may fear me forever, for their good and the good of their children after them. I will make an everlasting covenant with them, that I will not turn away from following them to do them good. I will put my fear in their hearts, that they may not depart from me. Yes, I will rejoice over them to do them good, and I will plant them in this land assuredly with my whole heart and with my whole soul. For this is what the Lord says, Just as I have brought all this great evil on this people, so I will bring on them all the good that I have promised them. Fields will be bought in this land, about which you say it is desolate without man or animal. It is given into the hand of the Kastim. Men will buy fields for money, sign the deeds, seal them, and call witnesses in the land of Binyamin and in the places around Yerushalayim in the cities of Yehuda, and in the cities of the hill country, in the cities of the lowland, and in the cities of the south. For I will cause their captivity to be reversed, says the Lord. That was Jeremiah 32. Today our portion from the writings is Daniel chapter 8. In the third year of the reign of King Belshazzar, a vision appeared to me, even to me, Daniel, after that which appeared to me at first, and I saw the vision. Now it was so that when I saw, I was in the citadel of Susa, which is in the province of Elam. I saw in the vision, and I was by the river Ulai. Then I lifted up my eyes and saw, and behold, there stood before the river a ram which had two horns. The two horns were high, but one was higher than the other, and the higher came up last. I saw the ram pushing westward, northward, and southward, and no beasts could stand before him. There was not any who could deliver out of his hand, but he did according to his will and magnified himself. As I was considering, behold, a male goat came from the west over the surface of the whole earth and did not touch the ground. The goat had a notable horn between his eyes. He came to the ram that had the two horns, which I saw standing before the river, and ran on him in the fury of his power. I saw him come close to the ram, and he was moved with anger against him, and struck the ram, and broke his two horns. There was no power in the ram to stand before him, but he cast him down to the ground, and trampled on him. There was no one who could deliver the ram out of his hand. 
Then the male goat magnified himself exceedingly. When he was strong, the great horn was broken, and instead of it there came up four notable horns toward the four winds of heaven. Out of one of them came forth a little horn, which grew exceedingly great toward the south and toward the east and toward the glorious land. It grew great, even to the host of heaven, and it cast down some of the host and of the stars to the ground and trampled on them. Yes, it magnified itself even to the prince of the host, and it took away from him the continual burnt offering, and the place of his sanctuary was cast down, and the host was given over to it together with the continual burnt offering because of transgression. It cast down truth to the ground. It did its pleasure and prospered. Then I heard a holy one speaking, and another holy one said to that certain one who spoke, How long will the vision about the continual burnt offering and the transgression that makes desolate to give both the sanctuary and the army to be trodden underfoot be? And he said to me, Two thousand and three hundred evenings and mornings. Then the sanctuary will be cleansed. And it came to pass, when I, Daniel, had seen the vision, that I sought to understand it. Then, behold, there stood before me something like the appearance of a man. I heard a man's voice between the banks of the Ulai, which called and said, Gabriel, make this man understand the vision. So he came near where I stood, and when he came I was frightened and fell on my face. But he said to me, Understand, son of man, for the vision belongs to the time of the end. Now as he was speaking with me, I fell into a deep sleep with my face toward the ground. But he touched me and set me upright, and he said, Behold, I will make you know what will be the latter time of the indignation, for it belongs to the appointed time of the end. The ram which you saw, that had the two horns, they are the kings of Media and Persia. The rough male goat is the king of Greece. The great horn that is between his eyes is the first king. As for that which was broken in the place where four stood up, four kingdoms will stand up out of the nation, but not with his power. In the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors have come to the full, a king of fierce face and understanding dark secrets will stand up. His power will be mighty, but not by his own power. And he will destroy awesomely, and will prosper in what he does, and he will destroy the mighty ones and the holy people. Through his policy, he will cause deceit to prosper in his hand, and he will magnify himself in his heart, and he will destroy many in their security. He will also stand up against the prince of princes, but he will not be broken without hand. And the vision of the evenings and mornings, which had been told, is true, but seal up the vision, for it belongs to many days to come. And I, Daniel, 
fainted and was sick for some days. Then I rose up and did the king's business. I was astonished by the vision, but no one understood it. That was Daniel 8. Our portion from the Apostles today is 1 Corinthians 14. Follow after love and earnestly desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men but to God, for no one understands. But in the Ruach he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks to men for their edification, exhortation, and consolation. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the assembly. Now I wish that you all spoke in tongues, but even more that you prophesied, for he is greater who prophesies than he who speaks in tongues, unless he interprets, so that the assembly may be built up. But now, brothers, if I come to you speaking with tongues, what would I profit you, unless I speak to you either by way of revelation, or of knowledge, or of prophesying, or of teaching? Even things without life, giving a voice, whether pipe or harp, if they did not give a distinction in the sounds, how would it be known what is piped or harped? For if the shofar gave an uncertain sound, who would prepare himself for war? So also you, unless you uttered by the tongue words easy to understand, how would it be known what is spoken? For you would be speaking into the air. There are, it may be, so many kinds of sounds in the world, and none of them without meaning. If then I do not know the meaning of the sound, I would be to him who speaks a foreigner, and he who speaks would be a foreigner to me. So also you, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, seek that you may abound to the building up of the assembly. Therefore let him who speaks in another language pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in another language, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is it then? I will pray with the spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the spirit, and I will sing with the understanding also. Otherwise, if you bless with the spirit... How will he who fills the place of the unlearned say the Amen at your giving of thanks, seeing he does not know what you say? For you most certainly give thanks well, but the other person is not built up. I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than you all. However, in the assembly, I would rather speak five words with my understanding, that I might instruct others also, than ten thousand words in another language. Brothers, do not be children in your thinking, yet be infants in evil, but in your thinking be mature. In the Torah it is written, By men of other tongues and by strange lips I will speak to this people, and even then they will not listen to me, says the Lord. 
Therefore tongues are for a sign, not to those who believe, but to the unbelieving. But prophesying is for a sign, not to the unbelieving, but to those who believe. If therefore the whole assembly is assembled together, and all speak with tongues, and unlearned or unbelieving people come in, will they not say that you are mad? But if all prophesy, and someone unbelieving or unlearned comes in, he is reproved by all, and he is judged by all. And thus the secrets of his heart are revealed." So he will fall down on his face and worship God, declaring that God is among you indeed. What is it then, brothers? When you come together, each one of you has a psalm, has a teaching, has a revelation, has another language, or has an interpretation. Let all things be done to build each other up. If any man speaks in another language, let it be two, or at the most three, and in turn, and let one interpret. But if there is no interpreter, let him keep silent in the assembly, and let him speak to himself and to God. Let the prophets speak, two or three, and let the others discern. But if a revelation is made to another sitting by, let the first keep silent. For you all can prophesy one by one, that all may learn, and all may be exhorted. The spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. For God is not a God of confusion, but of shalom, as in all the assemblies of the holy ones. Let the wives be quiet in the assemblies, for it has not been permitted for them to be talking except in submission, as the Torah also says. And if they desire to learn anything, let them ask their own husbands at home, for it is shameful for a wife to be talking in the assembly. Or did the word of God originate from you, or did it come to you alone? If any man thinks himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him recognize the things which I write to you, that they are the commandment of the Lord. But if anyone is ignorant, let him be ignorant. Therefore, brothers, desire earnestly to prophesy, and do not forbid to speak in tongues. Let all things be done decently and in order. That was 1 Corinthians 14. If you are reading through the Apostles twice this year, you'll be reading Mark 14, 43 through 72 today also. Well, that's it from me for today. I pray that you have a blessed new week and that you will go into this week in the strength of the Lord. I'm Johanna with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. Shalom from Israel. Until next time.